Dude, your blood is harsh. That's because I've been drinking so much holy water. It's in my blood, sucker. It's podcast time. Group on group of friends. We'll talk about very distant lands. We met the man and names a woman. The fun will never end. It's podcast time. <laughs> Welcome to my club, an Adventure Time podcast. I'm Amy. I'm Matt. And here we are talking about Adventure Time. From the beginning all the way to the end. Hello, governor. Oh, my gosh. This is how this is going already, is it? (laughs) (laughs) It's a regular show reference. It was stuck Uh, in my head all day today. Speaking of regular show, we just put up a a, uh, thingy asking what you guys think about whether regular show or Adventure Time is the best best, uh, cartoon out there. Which is the superior cartoon? Yeah, I mean, you guys probably know what ours is. Oh, yeah. Obviously, regular show. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Matt's like uh, sweating profusely oh, at his armpits. He's like <laughs> Gravity Falls. <laughs> Gravity Falls, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, obviously oh, okay. AT. Of course, yeah. There's oh, no my question. <laughs> How are you? So I oh I'm lovely. I'm just I had McDonald's for lunch. Me too. With a diet coke. Yep. And it was delightful. So we're coming into our podcast in about thirty minutes. We're, we're going to start feeling a little sluggish. Yep. Yep. Coming out <laughs> nice and uh, nice and full with that uh, situation. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Matt's already had me laughing. I can only see. So when I look, okay, you know, was it Al from? Uh, this is our second home improvement res- reference in the last two episodes, but all I could see is like Matt's eyes. And when we hit <laughs> record, I was giving her like these big bug eyes. Yeah, it was great. I love it. <laughs> so if it's, you heard some laughing at the beginning, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Matt. Yes. You have a call to action. Oh, yeah. You already mentioned the call to action. Uh, we want to hear from you, the community of Oh My Glob listeners. Our Spotify page, we're putting up a poll. So we're going to sell it once and for all, Adventure Time or Regular Show. Because it's like 50-50 when I ask people. So chime in and we will also put the poll up on, you put it up on Twitter, right? No, you got to do that. Okay, I'm putting it up on Twitter. Matt's putting it on the Twitters. Yep, on the Twitter sphere. And the Spotify's. Yep. Yeah. Shall be done. So, so vote. And uh, maybe we'll get the Regular Show guys over here and uh, see what they think too. Yeah, definitely. I mean... The regular show podcast? Yeah. 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 We have two interesting episodes today. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> two of them. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing The Pit and James. James! I thought it was a James Baxter episode, not mm. going to lie. Um. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, we got two episodes this season that start with uh, the word James. James Baxter! I James can't believe that was episode episode five or season five i know i know it's um so i'm going back i'm i'm listening to our entire coverage of the fifth season yeah from from the beginning up to where we are now so thank you for doing that p.s oh you're really taking one for the team there also it's just fun it's fun going back and hearing our our opinions because i've already forgotten some of them yeah over the season and you know we always do our season ranking at the end Mm -hmm. and it definitely helps with that for sure yeah and i was like okay well let's see how we felt about some of these episodes that i could like categorize them from Mm -hmm. like loved it it was okay to matter poopy. Oh my goodness, poopy, yep. which is a reference from Ted Lasso. If you haven't seen the, the final season, check it out. Yeah, it was good stuff. It's a good little wrap up. Yeah, it was a fun little romp. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, before we get into the episode, 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I noticed over the last two episodes, listening back to them, I was like, I don't know what's going wrong with my microphone. It sounds like I'm talking through a tin can. It turns out my microphone was facing backwards yeah. during both those episodes. So yeah. if you're wondering, like, why why does Amy's voice sound smooth like butter? But Matt because sounds like a Because my voice is Dalek. smooth like butter. <laughs> smooth like butter. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. Matt, the uh, boy wonder over there. Yep. <laughs> All right, should we get to the episodes? Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Oh, wait, one last thing. Yes. Do you want to talk about your music episode? The music episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, so we are wrapping up the season pretty soon. And yeah. I would love to get uh, some people sending in cover songs from Adventure Time. Yeah, it doesn't have to be from season five only. It can be from all across the show. And yeah, we would love your covers. Um, oh, wait, what's the caveat, Matt? Oh, if you send in just your voice and no musical accompaniment... I will work some musical accompaniment into it, and I will change the genre of music. It's <laughs> he will. He's done it before. He'll do it again. Yep. Beware. We've got one song in the bag, so if people want to send their songs in. Yeah, go we got a couple it. voicemails that have songs, and yeah, so we would love to hear your music, and we're going to do a music episode where we feature our fans and their music. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Covering Adventure Time. Yeah, it's gonna be yeah. awesome. It's gonna be totes reg send it to ohmyglobpodcast at gmail.com if the file is too big let us know also and we'll uh matt will work it out with you to yeah, totally to get it over to him yep cool all right now let's go on to the show let's do it Ding. i don't know what that was mm-hmm. <laughs> all right so first one the pit imdb rating 7.8 which feels about fair for how I feel about this episode. Yeah. Overall number 145, 41st episode of season five. Yeah. Directed by Nate Cash, written and storyboarded by Jesse Mahoynihan and mm. Akko Kinsera. And then original air date, November 18, 2013, with 2.27 million U.S. viewers. Oh, yeah. Oh, 2.27. That's a, that's, that that's seems pretty, like a good it's amount. It's a good chunk yeah. of change right there. I wonder what drew, uh, what, drew, uh, what drew people into this episode. I don't know. And the title card is... Jake's arm stretching out of a pit. And, and that's it's it. a sextagon. <laughs> There's six sides to this pit. One, two, three, four, five, six. And it's like perfectly like cut out of brown desert-like material. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Totes. <laughs> Matt's like, let's move it on. This episode starts where play date left right off. So if you recall... Uh, Steely Dan came over and was playing with IK and they ended up breaking the sword the demon came and he stole Jake or captured, kidnapped Jake, uh, thinking he was Joshua um, because Joshua is his present or his last foe to his knowledge, leaving Finn being like, OMG, what do I do without Jake? And I need to save him. Is that a good... Is that previously on? Yeah, that's a good summation. Okay. So anyway, the episode starts where Play Dave left off. Key off. Keith. <laughs> Keith. <laughs> that's all I can think of when I see that is Keith. The demon Keith. <laughs> is still holding Jake and taking him to his broke up dimension. When they arrive, Jake asks where they are and Keith replies that they are in his yoga room, which BT dubs is freaking hilarious yeah i love this ongoing joke that he's really into yoga yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he's like i gotta do my sun salutations um <laughs> i'm gonna stretch this out <laughs> <laughs> and he has 
has like yoga mats and everything. Like, <laughs> you give me a lot of tension in my shoulders and neck. <laughs> <laughs> it's like legit a yoga room. Okay. Anyway, so then he throws him into a pit in the middle of the room. Still thinking, oh my gosh, Matt. Mm. Sorry, I apologize. I'm a little tangential today. Both of these episodes have pits. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah. Wow, yeah. <laughs> You're absolutely that. right. Anyway. Another, uh, that's a, another case where, it, like, at first, it doesn't, doesn't seem like the two episodes no. have anything in common. And then you're like, oh, look at that. Yeah. So when I said a 7.8, I really thought I was thinking about the next episode. I really think this is better than a 7.8, in my opinion. The pit? Yeah. yeah I, I like this episode. I really like this episode. It's like pretty it. great. Anyway, so Keith tells him that he's ready for revenge. Um, he's still thinking that Jake is Joshua. He's saying that he'll never, he's ready for revenge and that Jake will never see his loved ones again. Jake surveys the inside of the pit where a toilet, food, water, and some books are crowded in the corner. Yeah, it's actually a pretty nice setup for a prisoner. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> so Keith tells him that uh, these items are booby trapped. So the demon, oh, never mind. I guess it's not too nice. <laughs> so, yeah. That's what I thought initially. I was like, oh, that's, that's not too bad. Yeah, as and we then... find out soon. Yeah. So Keith then sucks Jake's blood from his pores, um, turning it into like a little hat. Yeah. And he says that uh, Joshua once sucked Keoth's blood this way. So he leaves Jake slightly shriveled and fatigued inside the shallow yet inescapable pit. I wonder why it was inescapable. Was it like... He could stretch out any time, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) I think he's like, oh, whatever. Yeah. So uh, Keith asks how the defeat feels, and Jake only says that it doesn't feel that great. Though he could get used to it. <laughs> Keith is like, oh, he's like, you're not supposed to get used to it. So he goes to stretch off his uh, neck and shoulders because Jake's stressing him out. Yeah. Jake's just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. He's like, don't say okay. It's fine. <laughs> you're not supposed to agree with me. He's like, okay. <laughs> he's like, oh. So back at the tree fort, it's daytime, and Finn is still dazed and taken aback at what happened to Jake the night before. When he finally comes to, he remembers about his blood demon sword, which has now been split in half and drained of its blood, much to his dismay. Nevertheless, he calmly calls Lady Rainicorn with the phone in his back. He tells her now uh, how Jake was kidnapped by Keith and asks her for her help. Lady goes to retrieve a videotape from her house before leaving to join Finn. Yeah. So meanwhile, Jake is then shown humming and singing inside the pit. Something like da 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 I can't remember the words though, but that's the melody. <laughs> so uh, he sings a catchy love song that forms his hand into a picture of Lady, though it needs some adjusting to get her face and hair right. Mm-hmm. He then hears a voice and sees that it's coming from this little, the, the shell that he's been sitting on. Yeah. So Jake gets up and offers to be friends with the little creature. And it agrees, since it's never had a friend before. It says that their species spends the first 12 years sleeping, and it just woke up today. Just then, he walks towards the toilet and, like, the food and, like, all that stuff. And this force field that Keith made zaps the little guy uh, <laughs> and vaporizes it. It's so it's sad. So sad. It's like, oh, I've been asleep for 12 years. Take yeah. the first day awake and bonk. He was so cute and so nice, and then he just <laughs> died. Dead. And so he just has his shell. And so Jake's like, uh, I'm just going to um, pretend you're still sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> uh, lady, back at the treehouse, Lady arrives at Finn's place with the videotape. When Finn puts the tape in BMO, Lady Rainicord speaks to him in Korean before and giving him some warnings before they watch the footage. Yeah. So it turns out to be an old video of Joshua exploring a cave in the underground grassland complex. As he's talking, he's cut off by a video of Jake laying in front of the fire talking to Lady in a sexy, seductive voice. That's and so funny. Finn's like, ah, oh, turn it off. Oh. <laughs> so him and like BMO are both like covering their eyes. Yep. 
So uh, Joshua comes up on screen again, where he is now inside the cavern and has found a tablet. He then explains how if he links it with his own tablet, it, c- it could create a portal to Keoth's dimension. Why does he want to go to Keoth's dimension and trap him? Because he wants to save Jake. I'm talking about Joshua. Oh, I don't know. Hmm. I know as much of that as you do. Because hmm. he's an adventurer, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. But he's like going into this guy's territory and trapping him there. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's interesting. So Joshua is cut off again by a different video where Jake is filming Bimo and Shelby uh, reenacting a scene from Heat Signature 2. Yeah. Though when it's Shelby's turn to speak, he forgets his line and says, instead calls, Jack, please. Which I love. Great yep. callback. Yep. Finn suggests that they continue watching the tape for clues, but makes Lady promise that they'll not see any more weird Jake stuff. Lady raises her arms and says something, but Finn has no idea what she's saying, says, okay, gives her a high five, and then uh, just then another clip of Jake plays. This time he's in the bathroom wearing a towel around his waist where he's smooth talking about how he needs a bath and strips himself out of the towel. So Finn and Lady both freak out uh, in embarrassment. Uh, In the broke-up dimension, Keoth is angry and tired of watching Jake stand in the pit feeling no pain. So Keoth claims how in the old days Joshua would have been trying to strangle him and uh, uh, and climb out of the pit. <laughs> I'm having a hard time. <laughs> um, I have to comment though on those videos. The first one, it was like JT loves it, or Dog Zone needs some loving or something like that. Yeah, it was yeah. hilarious. <laughs> anyway, back in the pit. Jake finally tells Keith that he's not Joshua and that Joshua is his deceased dad. Keith taunts Jake, telling Jake to beat him up like his dead dad would have. But Jake only questions why he'd be asking to be beat up. Keith only gets angrier, so he throws a girl dog named Samantha into the pit with Jake and makes them fight so that Jake will finally suffer. You mentioned that Samantha looks like a character out of that cartoon show, uh, Arthur. Arthur. Yeah. Yep, she totally does. <laughs> she does feel like that... Uh... She's like an Amazonian Arthur. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I've not seen a man dog in years. So Samantha goes on about how she's not seen a man dog in years. (laughs) You're so funny. But Jake wants her that as much as he admires her smooth talk and he already has a girlfriend. So Jake tells her that they don't need to fight because he knew Finn would be there any minute to rescue them. She's like, I don't need rescuing. And when Jake agrees to fight, uh, she easily dominates him due to his lack of blood and energy. Finn and Lady Rain in a corner finishing the video, watching as Keoth struggle to escape before attempting to suck out Joshua's blood. This failed, however, due to the holy water Joshua was drinking. And so Keith created the blood demon sword from his own blood to escape. And Joshua splashes holy water on Keith's face and takes the sword for himself. Yeah. At the end of the video, Bimo asks if Finn and Lady would like to rate the video, which Finn replies that they have no time to do so. Yeah. I, this whole video clip with Joshua and the demon I think is really funny. Yeah. <laughs> I've been drinking so much holy water. <laughs> and he's like, I have to go to the bathroom. Your blood tastes funky or something like that. <laughs> Why was he Keith David? <laughs> I, yeah, oh, Keith should have been Keith David. Right? Keith David. I would have to say, though, I was watching Justified, the Detroit one. Mm-hmm. Keith David is the judge in it. Oh, no And way. I couldn't get past it. I was like, oh, my gosh, you're Fire Kingdom King. <laughs> Good old flame king. And so uh, I, I was watching a video recently of, like, Keith David doing all of his uh, most famous voice roles yeah they're all the same voice it's so <laughs> funny it's just he has it's Keith such, David voice talk about a voice of butter oh he, yeah oh it's so beautiful he's got an amazing voice oh oh i love his voice buttery voice smooth and buttery oh oh Mwah. bellissimo, bellissimo. <laughs> 
So uh, <laughs> and like my favorite, if if I had a list of like actors' voices that I love, uh-huh. Keith David's like a strong, maybe number one. What? Yeah, he's got a great voice. Uh-huh. So Finn and Lady follow Joshua's path into the cavern and travel to the broke-up dimension. And the whole broke-up dimension, it's like everything looks a little shattered. Like yeah. It looks like you're looking at everything through like shattered glass. I'm not going to lie. I thought something was wrong with our TV at first. And I was like, oh, no, it's it was, the shattered dimension. Okay, I get dimension. I saw this episode an embarrassing amount of times before I even noticed it. Oh, really? Yeah. That's and I was like, funny. oh, look at that. That's so funny. <laughs> so they arrive to find Keoth performing yoga and Jake asking for their help. So Finn pulls out his sword to fight Keith who believes the sword was uh, made of demon's blood. So when Keoth absorbs the blade of the sword, Finn reveals that the sword was a decoy made of grape juice blessed by Shelby. Yep. Who is a priest? Who is a priest? <laughs> so the holy grape juice Keoth ingested causes him to explode, and Jake gets his blood back. Jake helps Samantha out of the pit where his newly regained str- with his newly regained strength. As they all rejoin at the treehouse, Samantha leaves, declaring that she and Jake should fight another time. Lady asks why Jake didn't use his powers to escape out of the pit earlier, with Jake retorting that Keoth was guarding the pit the whole time and that he had no blood the entire time, which made him defenseless and weak. So Jake's legs then start to wobble as he falls to the floor. Finn and Lady rush to his aid, but Jake assures them that uh, he was just feeling lightheaded. I think he's trying to distract them so that he doesn't have to talk about why he didn't get out of that pit. Why he didn't get out of the pit and why he was wrestling with the lady dog. Yeah. So Lady tells Jake that she loves him, and Jake says that he loves her too. Finn then mentions that he is still in love with Flame Princess. And I love, I still Aww. love Flame Princess. <laughs> it was so sad. Yeah. So Jake says, okay. And uh, the joyful trio go into the group hug as a leaf blows by the doorway. Aww. Yeah. I I like this episode. Yeah. I it. So the first time I ever saw this episode was like when it first aired. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was visiting my family in Rhode Island and yeah. my sister Regina, who I think she's the person who like talked me into watching Adventure Time for my first time. Oh, really? And she saw this one. She's like, wow, this show's clearly gone downhill. Oh, I was like, really? I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love this episode. I thought it was great. Um, I like the last two episodes, actually. And I thought they're a great continuation of each other. Yeah. I love keith as a character he cracked me up like he's not you know it's like i think what the writers of adventure time do so well is they really do their one-off villains really well yes that are just freaking awesome this guy is up there with like sir slicer oh 100 percent. yeah so if you think about like how quippy and how like quick-witted and they like they're just funny like yeah who who thinks of a demon who does yoga? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and then he's just like. Who really wants to get beat up. <laughs> yeah, who really wants to get beat up and then is so distressed he goes back to his yoga. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it so much. And he's so into yoga. Yeah, like yeah. It's like his passion. Yeah. Which it makes it so much me funnier. up. And I'm just like, you can't help but love him. Yep. You can't help but love him. I love I love Keoth. Yeah. Keith. Do you love him more than me? The little buddy. So sad. It is so sad. Oh, the little turtle guy. Yeah. The little, little, little long legs. He reminds yeah. me of our cat, Simon. Yeah. He's like disproportionate. <laughs> <laughs> Simon's little legs are a little turned inward a little bit. Oh, yeah. He's got like, these, he's got like this tiny cat body, but then he's got like the longest legs. And like the fur. So much fur. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So, so you said that. Samantha looks like Arthur. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, at the very end, after they save him at the the pit, like all the the what they did is they transition to the next scene of them back in the treehouse, but they they like break it up like glass and then like put it all back together to the scene of the treehouse, which I thought was really neat. Yeah, that was really cool. 
Uh, so Samantha's voice was done by Marina Sirtis, who played uh, Counselor Deanna Troy in Star Trek The Next Generation. Hmm. So that's another Star Trek actor in Adventure Time. That's there have awesome. been a lot so far. So Matt. Yeah. Important question. Yes. Where is the snail? The snail was on the bicycle wheel in um he's so tiny yeah it's it's in the the like gold room like the loot room in uh finn and jake's treehouse it's when they're watching the video so ladies there and bima showing the video and finn's there with the broken sword you know what these last couple episodes the snail has been like super challenging to find oh yeah like if, if i was watching this episode specifically the whole time looking for the snail i don't think i would have caught it no i i sometimes would look ahead to see where the snail's at to see if i catch it i yeah it's so hard sometimes yeah and sometimes it's on the screen for like a split second. Yep. No Phil face. No Phil face. Um, what's your favorite line? My favorite line is, you're causing tension in my neck and shoulders. I'm going to go stretch it out. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. What's your favorite line? What? My butt? Weird. Wait, that what is that? Jake. When he's like, I'm going to kick your butt. And he's like, what? Or your butt's mine. Something like that. Yeah. He yeah. says that to Jake. So funny. Oh. Uh. I love the dialogue in this episode. Yep. You want to give me an impression of a character? Okay. Mm, check, please. I love it. Shelby. Oh, <laughs> love it. And he does Shelby it twice because when he's like, when he's blessing the blade, not only was he a priest, but he does, mm, he like puts his head down on the blade. It's like, mm, check, please. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like owned that phrase. Yeah. So good. So good. Okay. What's your impression? That's because I've been drinking so much holy water. Oh, it's my goodness. Joshua. You Your blood me. is mine, Joshua. So for those who are just like joining us, like Matthew used to quote Joshua when we were first dating <laughs> all the freaking time. You just kissed a boom boom, baby. That one. Yes. I'm still surprised myself. Yep. <laughs> and looking back, I'm like, why was I quoting Adventure Time when we first started dating? I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, we got some trivia for this episode. Oh, kick it. It's trivia time. So the first piece, Finn is unsure whether Lady and Jake are married. Lady replies that Jake is her boyfriend. Yes. I was surprised by that. Yeah. But I guess we never saw them get married, so yeah. That's, that's true. Like I, I always just I I kind of always assume that they're married, but you know Yeah, you just make assumptions yeah, about yeah. Based on their relationship and the fact that they had five children and uh -huh. stuff like that together. But you don't have to be married to have yeah, kids they're, together. They're like Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. Yeah, like that. I think, I think it's Goldie Hawn, right? Yes. Yeah, Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. So Finn seems to have learned a bit of Korean, though he is still unable to understand Lady, knowing only a few words. All scenes in the Broke Up Dimension have a broken glass effect on the screen. Yeah, it's like the poster for the movie Split. Super rad. So Keoth is vulnerable to holy water. Duh, he's a demon. Yeah. This was really interesting. Keoth made the blood demon sword, like we mentioned earlier, from his own blood to escape from Joshua. So it wasn't Joshua who made the demon sword. It was actually a demon who made it to escape from him. Yeah. So yeah. That's really fascinating. It is. So when introducing himself to Samantha, Jake nearly refers to himself as JT Dog Zone before he quickly corrects himself. Yeah, dude. That's why he was like, oh, oh, he's so weak. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's like turning on the smooth charm on the lady. Yeah, he was. Right Jake. in front of lady. I know. Oh, dirty <laughs> scoundrel. Yep. It appears that Shelby is actually a priest, or at least he can make holy water. Yeah. So uh, he's a man of the cloth. He's a man of the cloth. That's right. He's a worm of the cloth. A worm of the cloth. <laughs> <laughs> so Finn still has feelings for playing, but yeah, we know that. 
Uh, Keoth kidnapped Jake as a cliffhanger of the preceding episode, Playdate, of course. Well, that's obvious, too. Come on. <laughs> Keoth finally learns that Jake is Joshua's... Oh, my goodness. None of these are trivia. It's just saying stuff that happens in the episode. Right. Um, so the... So Shelby doing the check, please, Mark, is the callback to the episode Video Makers. Yes, it was like the highlight of that episode. Yeah. So Bimo and Shelby are seen reenacting a scene for Heat Signature to... Oh, come on, man. Do the, <laughs> that's a, it's do, another one that's just saying something that we just saw in the episode. Yeah. There's a butterfly in Finn's head as he meditates while waiting for Lady Rainicorn. This could be a reference to his astral beast and the episode still. Oh, that's that's great. That's I love actually that. a great connection. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's it's a nice callback that I and a subtle one I would not have gotten. Yeah. You had a prediction for this episode. I did. Based on the name The Pit. The Pit. And you guessed the pit is where the bad boys go when they want to plan on trouble in the candy kingdom. This band of misfits toy with the idea of blowing up the gumball guardians to seek their own glory and take over the kingdom. One of PB's spies hears the plan and alert the heroes to come and help PB secure the safety and security of her kingdom. So, we are going to refer to the rubric created by a friend of the podcast, Caroline. Um, and based on the rubric, so on a scale of 4 to 33, I'm going to give this 27. A okay. high B. Okay, I'll take yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I loved I loved that premise. It sounds great, but a lot of characters you mentioned are not in this episode. That's true. <laughs> um, I was way off. Yeah, you were you were way off, but it's still a B for creativity. Like the, the creativity Yay. really it brings it up. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to give it a C, but <laughs> I'm not going to. <laughs> but do you what? Wanna... <laughs> You're afraid of Team Rubik coming after you? No, I have my own army. Thank you. <laughs> And I'm starting to think, based on a lot of the emails we're getting, we, we've got a few more people on Team No-No. You know what, Team Rubrook, can we see some love? Send us some passion. Yes, we please got do. Because <laughs> right now, the Rubrook is a sinking ship. <laughs> and every good captain goes down with their ship. I know, you would go down with the ship. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I just called you a good captain, I think. Yes, well, thank you. <laughs> Would you like to predict what the next episode is about? If based you're on the, the captain, name? though, why is your ship sinking? Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would love to give another fabulous prediction. All right. The episode is called James. James is a cool guy that everybody loves. Jake is jealous and wants to be a cool guy, too. He starts copying everything James does, including what he wears, says, and styles his hair. Finn notices the difference and is concerned. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. James. It kind of sounds, actually sounds a little bit like the premise for James Baxter. <laughs> James Baxter. <laughs> James Baxter. Maybe it subconsciously went into that. <laughs> I think so. Uh, any last thoughts about this episode? I think this episode was a delight. Me I really enjoyed as well. it. I had fun. I like, I, I like immediately just got sucked into the world again mm -hmm. of the show. This mm -hmm. episode was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. I love the, the villain, Keith, and I love just. You know, the whole story, we knew things would work out in the end. It was just great. It was wonderful. You know how we do sometimes in our season rankings, we'll name like our favorite like uh, temporary character or like mm -hmm. single episode villain or something like that. I think yeah. Keith is get, is going to be way up there. He's high up there for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's up there with like the witch in the witch's garden in season <laughs> one. I'm not married. I'm not married. <laughs> 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 Liars everywhere. 
Oh my goodness. Uh, I, you know what I loved about that one is like the very next episode, there was like an exact copy of the witch. Yes. <laughs> it was, uh, the city of thieves. Be warned, boy. <laughs> All right. Should we get to the next episode? Let's do it. Woo! Woo. All right. So our next episode is James. 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 Rick James. I'm Rick James. All right, IMDb rating 7.8, which is crazy that it has the same one as the last episode, which I thought the last episode was better than this one. I agree. I agree with that. Overall number 146, 42nd episode of season five, directed by Elizabeth Ito, uh, written and storyboarded by Cole Sanchez and Andy uh, Ristinio. 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 Sorry, Andy. We suck at names. I suck at names. Original air date was uh, November 25th, 2013. 2.61 million U.S. viewers. What is bringing all the viewers into these two episodes? I know, right? So Good job advertising from Cartoon Network. Yeah. So, um, as far, like, speaking of the IMDb rating, which, you know, I don't take IMDb ratings, like, seriously or anything like that. It's just something fun to put into the show. But this is, like, the longest stretch of episodes to have a seven-point-something. Like, this is, like, episode... Like number five or six in a row now that has a seven point something. So I found that yeah. interesting. Yeah, that's fascinating. And the title card is an image of a hand. Is it is this supposed to be Jake's hand or is that um I think it's James, James's, James's hand. hand with a um a coin with PB on it. And in the background you could see some like uh some of like the slime monsters. Yeah. The scene opens with Finn looking for Jake, who finds him in a storage room. He asks Jake if he is still thinking about James when he says Princess Bubblegum is waiting for them. Jake says that he isn't ready, but Finn suggests that he should play it off with a normal face. Jake tries to, but ends up crying with Finn. They go out to the balcony where Princess Bubblegum announces that she'll begin the ceremony. I would like to say that they are dressed like characters from... Um, Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You yep. pointed that while we were watching it. I was like, I was yeah, like they what are. is happening? Is someone going to die? Are we going to start using the F word quite a bit? In the yeah. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. So, I, something I, I thought was really funny in that scene in the um, uh, storage room is Finn's like, yeah, he's like, just put on a normal face. And he does like the wave over his face. Like he's going to like yeah. change it to a different face. Different face. He does that and he's like instantly starts crying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Then the episode flies us back to a week before where Finn, Jake, and PB and James are heading towards a pit in the Desert of Wonder. Uh, I love when the show goes into the desert. It, mm-hmm. I, I really, really enjoy it. Like, there, I feel like there were more episodes in like maybe like season one or two yeah. that ventured out into the desert, like uh, the one with the Royal Tarts. Yeah. And I don't know. It's like it. Like it, it, it brings you someplace. Like it, it makes the, the world feel more real. Like. There's stuff outside the Candy Kingdom, aside from, like, the usual stuff that we see, like, uh, the Underworld or um, the Flame Kingdom Kingdom and the Ice Kingdom. It's just kind of cool. It's a whole different feeling. Yeah, and it also reminds you that, oh, yeah, there was a whole, like, existence before this current existence, Yeah, these are, like, wastelands, and you can see, like, all this, like, old stuff from before the war. Yeah, old, like, on-ramps, stuff like that. Yeah, I really like it. Mm Mm-hmm. So they're on a mission to collect samples to see if the area can be colonized. So Jake is bummed since he wanted to explore all the great sites that they're passing by. So when PB asks James about the fuel, he says that they have enough to go sightseeing uh, after they finish collecting samples. To Finn and Jake's delight. When they arrive at the pit, 
James reports high levels of radiation and suggests that everyone put on their radiation suits. After landing, PB tells them to collect any surface samples they can. She then picks up a rock, which uncovers a hole uh, filled with goo. She picks up a nearby stick and pokes the goo, revealing that it belonged to some to one of the goo monsters from Simon and Marcy, who appeared to have buried themselves. Yeah, I recognize these guys oh, instantly. I, was, I oh, didn't, yeah, and now I know. Yeah, so they're still that's out great. there. So Bubblegum, Finn, Jake, and James all rush back into the mode of transportation for safety. By the way, this uh, this mode of transportation, it's like, it's like a the vessel has like spider legs and it's like walking mm-hmm. around the desert. It's kind of cool looking. Yeah, I like it. So the goo monsters trap them inside the ship by breaking off its legs and crowding around the sides. Uh, Bubblegum asks Finn if he can think of a plan for escape, and he suggests that they radio for help. After she explains that the radio is broken, James offers to fix it with help from his lucky coin. So Jake exclaims that James isn't helping. He's like, you're not helping. Um, but PB assures them that James is very resourceful. So, sorry, um, how do you feel about James? At this point, he's a little... Extra. Yes. Yeah. He yeah. never stops joking or making goofy sounds. Yeah. Yeah. And you can see it starting to like grate on the rest of the characters. Yeah, after a for while. sure. For sure. So while James is fixing the radio, Finn, Jake, and PB head to the inventory room. Jake finds a box of flares right before James notifies the three that he fixed the radio. PB goes to check on the radio and tells them that it's still not working. Finn checks the radio's inside and finds the wires have been cut, but James says that they were working a while ago and tested it himself. Finn tells James to pass him the flares, but when he opens the container, the flares are gone. So distraught, as he should be, Jake tells Finn and PB to talk with him in the other room. So Jake exclaims that uh, James is a saboteur, but PB denies it before finding that James is actually in the room with them, asking what they're talking about. Yep. So They're like in a circle of trust, <laughs> and all of a sudden, and they're like doing like arms around each other and going to each person's face, and all of a sudden, James is in the circle. <laughs> I got lonely. So Finn gets an idea and gets PB and James to make a diversion while he and Jake, Jake, not Jay, AT <laughs> Dog Zone, uh, look for a safe path uh, out of the place. And out of nowhere, somebody fires the missing flare, which attracts the monsters towards their ship. Jake is terrified, mentioning Lady Rainicorn and their five kids, thinking he'd outlive at least one of them. <laughs> <laughs> James hands his lucky coin to Jake to help him calm down. Finn asks James if he shot the flares, but PB says that they don't have time to blame each other. Finn tells his last plan to distract the monsters while the others run to safety, but PB knocks Finn and Jake out with a wrench. Finn wakes up for a while, seeing James hand over a part of himself to PB, then falls unconscious again. The, this whole scene plays out in a really cool way because you don't mm-hmm. see, you don't hear the conversation that, um, pb and james are having yeah it's just kind of implied like you, you see like you're seeing it through uh finn's eye like it's yeah. blinking open every now and then after he's knocked out yeah and he's just seeing like little bits of information play out so uh finn's plan was like he was gonna go out there and sacrifice himself yeah and pb's yeah. like yeah it's not gonna happen yeah he wakes up again to see jake and himself being carried by pb to safety while james distracts the monsters shortly before being devoured it's so sad it is sad so after they got away, PB explains to Finn that um, she was the one who sabotaged the rescue plans. She explains that she calculated every chance of escape plans that they had, and none of them were going to work, so she had to do Finn's last escape plan. Saddened, Finn asked why PB didn't let him. PB explained that she could clone James after using the candy part from James, but she can't clone Finn. Aww. Yeah. Back to the present, PB tells the candy citizens of James's heroism and honors him with the new James she made, then gives him an award for bravery. 
Finn is unsure whether it was the right or wrong before Jake gives the new James the lucky coin. The scene goes to the pit where the original James, now zombified, is seen climbing up and is seemingly leading the goo monsters out of the hole. Yes, and he's still making like his goofy James noises, but in like zombie form. Yeah, like, blah, yeah, yeah, blah, yeah, yeah. Blah. He does like the whole like... Yeah, like every time he turns his body. Sounds. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. It's um, like Robotnik in the Sonic movies. Yes. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> but but that's funny, and this was annoying. Yes. <laughs> so, what do you think about this episode? Um, I think the um, wastelands are really interesting. Yeah. Um, like I mentioned before, I think that the goo monsters are freaky deaky. Yeah. Yeah, they're just like. They're just too much. They're scary. <laughs> they got like and, a toxic green yeah, coming I, out of their mouths. I honestly didn't remember from Simon and Marcy um, that they were in there before. So I'm glad that you recalled, like you brought that up. Oh, yeah. But um, uh, yeah. go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, I think my favorite thing about this episode is the ending. Like um, just like the whole moral conundrum of like, was, was this the right thing to do or was it right. the wrong thing to do? Right. She knows that she can clone James, but that new James isn't. It's the not same. James. Like, it's no. not the same guy. He doesn't ha- share, like, all of his memories or anything, I wouldn't well, think. Well, and he had no reason why he was... He had no understanding of why he was being celebrated and stuff. Yeah, yep. So it's 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 sad. So James essentially is dead. Yes, he is, and, uh, he is zombified. Yep. Which is crazy because we watched a zombie movie last night. Yeah, two zombie movies last night. Ooh, three zombie things yesterday. Ooh, yeah, look at that. OMG. I love Pits zombie stuff. Pits and zombies. Pits and zombies. Yeah, I thought Finn's question at the end was right. What are the ethical ramifications of this? So is it right or wrong? And he's like, I don't I don't know. And was it right or wrong to say, hey, you're going I mean, because essentially he was willing to do anything for PB, right? Yeah. James. And so if PB's like, I need you to sacrifice yourself and I'll I'll clone you and you'll live again, right? Yeah. Like yep. Was he smart enough? Was this candy, piece of candy, smart <laughs> enough to understand the ramifications of his choice? I doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> he, he seemed a little, um, how do you describe it? Dim. <laughs> he but, was a little dim. Yeah. But, I mean, but most of them are, right? Yeah, because yeah. PB likes it that way. Yep. Yep. And with her, with her subjects, I would yes, say. Yes. Yeah. But I, I do think it's interesting because Finn did classic Finn stuff, right? He says, I'm going to take one for the team. I'm going to be the one that, you know, goes. And he, you know, because that's what he does. Yeah. And it was just interesting that PB didn't allow for him to make that choice for himself and said she made the choices for him. Yeah. And it got me thinking about um, Captain America. Yeah, <laughs> because like one or two of the Marvel movies where Captain America says something like, oh, like I'm more willing to let us all die than have to sacrifice a single one of us kind of thing. Yeah. And PB is the total opposite of that. She's like, no, nope, uh, logically, one of us has to die. She was Doctor Strange in this episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a- absolutely. Like I, I looked at all the possible outcomes and yes. this is the only way that we're going to get out of here. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Yep, exactly. you're 100% right. Yeah. So, Did Marvel uh, copy Adventure Time? Question mark. <laughs> How funny would that be? The writers like, oh, we watched some Adventure Time. We took some ideas <laughs> this is, this <laughs> from is what the we James came up episode. <laughs> so Doctor Strange is based on a Princess Bubblegum. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Strange does a does one of the which Adventure Time characters are you? And it's Princess Bubblegum. <laughs> I know I know I was gonna be Princess Bubblegum. <laughs> was that your? Better to cover that. Do you have an American accent? <laughs> 
you're like mumbling. I don't understand. My pet is bubblegum. <laughs> Why do you sound like cinnamon bun? My name is Dr. Strange. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm Benedict Cumberbun. <laughs> so James was voiced by Andy Merrill, who also did the voice of Brack in Space Ghost, Coast to Coast, and The Brack Show. Um, I loved Brack in Space Ghost, Coast to Ghost. I also loved Brack. It was so funny. And I loved, like, I loved um, the voice acting of James was really good. Yes. Um, he, I thought it was kind of interesting that they, they made him really, like, he's supposed to be kind of grating on your nerves by the end. But then... You're kind of sad when he's gone. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is, oh, man. Well, I think it's you like, realize what what he did, yeah. you know? So it yep. redeems kind of or takes away some of that irritation. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I thought this episode was all right overall because, like, the first half of it, I'm like, eh. But then the second half, I was like, okay, I like where this went. Yeah. Yep. It, it just made you think and it and it causes you to pause a little bit about, okay, what what is it that I would actually be okay with? I just, that whole idea of, being, of sacrificing for the team, you know? Yeah. It's kind of like Holly Jolly Secrets, where mm-hmm. the first half, you're like, okay, I, I don't really, this is fine. And then the ending is like, oh, whoa, okay. It's like a heart, heartbreaker. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, anything you didn't like? Is there anything I didn't like? Oh, oh, yeah. So, I wrote, I feel like I've seen the Trapped in a Tight Space slash siege scenario episode in a bunch of shows at this point mm-hmm. and i feel like it's just kind of become like a thing like yeah you know there's, there's certain sitcoms follow like a certain formula for like some episodes it's like you, you've seen this episode before sure and i got little bits of that in this episode mm-hmm. and i don't know so that wasn't really for me but you know what i mean like this the siege scenario or like all the characters like we watched an episode of buffy where they're all trapped at like this house party yeah with like vampires outside and like i've just i feel like i've seen it in too many shows now sure Sure. So, I do think it's really interesting how, you know, as I'm thinking about this episode, Princess Bubblegum, I do like how they kind of have like the the surprise twist that it's Princess Bubblegum. I didn't think it was James. I was like, okay, well, he is a candy character from the Candy Kingdom. Maybe he he isn't as capable as but then why would PB bring him if he wasn't capable to do the things that that she's asking him to do? And then and then it's just like, well, you know, then what? what is happening? You know, it's yeah. kind of like Alien. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Yeah. We're like all the things are kind of going wrong on the ship and they can't figure out why. Mm-hmm. And then the, it realize, you realize that it's something Bilbo else. Baggins, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Bilbo Baggins android that's the saboteur. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway. It's the Hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> Worst trilogy ever. Running around with his bare feet. Um, Matt? Yes. Where's the snail? The snail is on the bottom right corner next to the toxic creature when uh, PB is in the pit being surrounded by uh, ooze monsters. It really gives perspective of how big the ooze monsters are. Yeah, they're huge, huh? Yeah. Like, I was just assumed that they were, like, you know, regular, like, like, People-sized. Right. Like, I thought they were in the Simon and Marcy episode. Right. But, but these are huge. they look huge here, yeah. Yeah. One of them looks like it's, like, 10 feet tall. Exactly. Terrifying. Yeah, they're scary. All right. No fill face in this episode. What's your favorite line? I created a coin-operated coin screwdriver. That's so funny. James. 
<laughs> it's like using the, I've done that so many times I can't even tell you used a coin to like uh, loosen or tighten a bolt uh-huh me coin too coin operated coin many, screwdriver many so funny what's your favorite line gotta brain out the situation that's that, what uh, PB oh nice nice also okay hold on Finn says a line that he has crystal certainty and I was wondering does that come from crystal power does that come from tree trunks yeah crystal maybe power? absorb some of Corteon's <laughs> crystal power Corteon we love you Corteon you're gonna look awesome was... as, as crystal <laughs> you're gonna look awesome he <laughs> peeps my bod yeah I thought that was really great yep I just rewatched that episode recently. It's so funny. <laughs> yes, I know. We yeah. quote that like every episode. Uh, all the time. That's My be- love is not enough. Your love is not enough. Let's become our new up a tree. Like oh that, we God. used to quote that one in every episode, and now it's the Courtyard episode. Yeah. <laughs> all right. What's your impression? James is like, what? <laughs> and it's James. Uh, what's yours? Hold on to your snack lunch. You did a better James than I did. No. Yeah, that sounded way better. Oh, thanks, honey. Yeah, that was James. That was James. Well, we got some trivia. Kick it. It's trivia time. So this episode takes place in a previously unmentioned area of Ooh, the Desert of Wonder, which may be located in the Desert Lands. It seems to contain an assortment of objects and buildings dating from before the Mushroom War. Princess Bubblegum says that she wants to start colonizing this area by the end of the year, indicating it is unclaimed by any other kingdom. Oh, cool fascinating the tanks on the destroyed bridge appear to be t-55s jake's lucky coin features an engraving of pb and reads science is a-ok on <laughs> one side and an engraving of the candy kingdom on the reverse side i didn't realize they had i guess it, I, I guess it makes sense that they have a form of currency given that there is a coin room basically like treasure room for the you know the heroes yeah yep mm-hmm. good point I just realized my chair like slowly started sinking throughout this episode because I'm like having to like sit up to see you now. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> so uh, we're, we're oh yeah. So the ship's blast door countdown timer also happens to be counting down to the end of the episode. Oh. When the timer first appears to read 6.45 left, where there's exactly six minutes and 45 seconds left of the episode. Oh, that's ah, wild. That's, that's cool. cool. The idea that James could fix the radio using a penny is similar to the old idea where people would replace fuse box fuses with coins to restore powder power when nothing else was available. Huh. I didn't know that. Yeah. Now I do. Same. Do you remember when the candy citizens would explode from fear? Yes. <laughs> that that <laughs> kind of went away, didn't it? PB sure fixed that crap. <laughs> yeah, she did. <laughs> I would like like a mention of it somewhere in an episode. Like, yeah. Where PB's like, oh, I just, you know, I had all the candy citizens uh, immunized to... To fear? Question mark? Fear to, combustion. Fear combustion. <laughs> what is that? What does that shot look like? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so Cartoon Network's official blurb for this episode incorrectly refers to James as a robot. Yeah, I thought oh, James... he makes robot noises. <laughs> yeah, I thought that James was the vessel by which they were exploring the land and I thought she was talking, like, she's like, okay, James, you know, how much fuel do we left? I thought she was talking to the ship. Yeah. And then it, when it d- goes to James, the candy character, I was like, oh. Oh, so it's like <laughs> a ship named James, and James is like an acronym. Yeah. For like, yeah. jet aerial machine. <laughs> I'm going to stop trying. <laughs> Joyfully, aimlessly mining everything everything simultaneously <laughs> hey there you go i think that kind of makes sense <laughs> oh. oh my god oh, that is so funny 
So when PB states that the goo monsters are from another time, the exact time would be 996 years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, somebody did the research. That's awesome. It wasn't me. (laughs) 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 All right, so episode connections are that the goo monsters, as we mentioned, this is their second appearance. Um, The first is Simon and Marcy. Yes. So I ordered the second one. Oh, yeah, PB didn't trust Finn's plans and knew that it would fail as seen in too old. Yes, that's right. Finn cries after James's death, which is consistent with him admitting in Dad's dungeon that he cries when people die. Yeah, I remember uh, because um, Joshua was like, you, you cry too much. Well, you cry when people die. It's sad. It's a sad yeah, thing. Finn's like, I cry when it's appropriate. That's right. Yeah. Screw you, Joshua. Yeah. So Princess Bubblegum starts speaking in German again as seen in What Have You Done? Frost and Fire and The Vault. The word on James's, James's coin, science is A-OK, are similar to the words on Jake's bag of popcorn in Love Games, which reads A-OK corn. <laughs> Love it. She PB owns the A-OK Corporation. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it produces everything. She's a conglomerate. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so there's a sequel to this episode called Ooh, James 2. I'm curious about that one. Yeah, and it's not the next episode. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, I, I think that's got to be season six, probably. Yeah, probably. So, you had a prediction for this episode. I did. Which is called James. Yes. James is a cool guy that everyone loves. Jake is jealous and wants to be a cool guy, too. He starts to copy everything James does, including what he wears, says, and styles his hair. Finn notices the difference and is concerned. And, so that has very little to do with the episode. (laughs) And I actually have to dock it two points because it's similar to uh, a previous episode, which is James Baxter. (laughs) You know what? I don't appreciate this behavior. But uh, creativity, that sounds really fun. That, 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 that feels like old school adventure time. Actually, I think I'm giving this one about a 26, which is still a B, a high B. Yeah, it's, it, that's right again. High oh, B. Okay. Two I'll B's in a row. BB. BB. Love it. And you want to predict what the next episode's about based yes. on the name. Yes, I do. Root Beer Guy. All right, Root Beer Kingdom is hosting their annual Root Beer Float Night, which, by the way, I love Root Beer Floats. They are delicious. Or a Root Beer Milkshake, totes love. Yeah. Unfortunately, with the breakup from the Root Beer Gal, Root Beer Guy loses control when he learns that Root Beer Gal is going to be heading up the kissing booth at Float Night. He decides to spoil the event by using fireworks to scare the Root Beer Kingdom folks away. All right, all right. It's a one-off episode. Just focusing on, like, these characters we don't know. Exactly. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I love it, too. Everybody's going to be there. It's Root Beer Float Night. Yeah. It's the we'll, annual Root Beer Float Night, Yeah, Matt. maybe we'll even get some cameos from, uh, I don't know, Tree Trunks. Maybe. Maybe uh, our long-lost uh, LSP. LSP. We haven't seen her in a hot minute. No, we have not seen Lumpy Space Princess LSP. in forever now. Is she even in the show anymore? Oh, she, <laughs> she's not going anywhere. Okay, good. So any last thoughts about this episode? I want to call it a middle-of-the-road one for me. Yeah. Yeah, James, I thought it was okay. It was okay. Um, I Again, it, enjoyed the ending everything leading up to it i was like meh how about Mm -hmm. you i agree with you i think there are parts of the episode that i think really bring in this broader themes that we consider for this series and and for the candy kingdom and princess bubblegum and her leadership and the way she runs things and it's just it's just fascinating so some of the like the ethical question marks that we see it, it got me thinking of uh, an episode that we both really liked, which was Princess Cookie. Yeah. Yes. Where, where yeah. Uh, it's like, okay, is PB in the wrong here? And then Jake's kind of actively working against her because he's like, no, this is wrong. I'm going to help this guy out. Alvin's Hot Juice Box. Alvin's Hot Juice Box. But I think that episode did it 
I still like like the more the question of morality in that one, but I feel like that episode overall was just way more entertaining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Well, guess what, Matt? What? We have some listener feedback. Listener feedback. Boy, howdy. <laughs> First, we have a voicemail from Toby. Toby. All right, Toby. Toby. Uh, let's open up this voicemail. Hey, my name's Toby. I'm from Washington, Olympia. And Olympia. I was thinking, um, oh, what episode is it? It's the one with the regression simulator on Bilo. And Finn sees his past lives as a comet, a butterfly, a weird pink ooze. Astral Beast. About that pink yes. Ooze. And I was thinking that maybe, um, Matt probably knows what this is, um, the Mother Gum. That could have been the first early stages of the Mother Gum. I know uh-huh. it's in the Ice Kingdom, but it's possible that it could have moved or you know, mutated and gone to somewhere else. And, yeah, that's, I just had that quick theory. It'd be great if you can include this on the show or not. Maybe you should include it later because it does contain some spoil- spoilers. But, yeah, okay. Bye. Hey, Toby, thank you so much for the uh, voicemail. We loved yeah, it. Yeah, that was and, awesome. And also, you put a lot of thought into that. That's great. Like, you, you know your stuff. I I barely remember the uh, the Mother Gum stuff at this point. So, yeah, um, that's a great question. And I think you're onto something there. I'd love to. I can't wait till we get to that so we can revisit your thoughts and, and come back. Or you can send another voicemail. Yeah, absolutely. I'll be keeping this voicemail around just, uh, just for uh, when we... Uh, Forever and ever. Yeah, for when we get to that part of the series. Well, thank you so much. And also, uh, hey, Olympia, Washington. We used to be like neighbors of yours. Yeah, down in Shelton. Yeah, we yeah. are like a probably half hour drive from you. Yep. So, yeah. so, cool. Thanks, Toby. And we can't wait to see more of the show. And think about your theory. Yeah, and enjoy your lovely Washington summer. Yes. Because summers are pretty nice up there. That's true. Yeah, thanks again. All right, the next one is titled Hollow Night by James P. I uh, just wanted to mention, I heard you <clears throat> mention Hollow Knight, and I'm playing through Hollow Knight now. I'm, it's brilliant. Also, Team No-No for the win. Sorry, Amy. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> um, you should do Lemon Grab Noises. <laughs> That's right, get to you. <laughs> <laughs> Me? You've been, yeah, you've been challenged. Uh, I don't know any. <laughs> I'm Good job. Uh, I love it. I love it. There you go. That's the best you're going to get forever. That's great. Uh, Thank you for the email. And uh, Hollow Knight. So I I responded to this email. And yeah, I've I've been looking at the game. It looks like so much fun. I can't wait to try it. (laughs) And the next one is by Kayla N. Titled, Hello once again. Hi, Amy and Matt. I can't even begin to count the amount of times I've written in. Every time you come out with a new episode, I have to restrain myself from sending in another email, even though they would all say the same thing. Love the podcast. Keep it up. Very excited to hear your thoughts on upcoming episodes, but more so season six, because episode 13 is my favorite non-plot heavy episode. Like always, thank you for the for your show and the work that you both put in. I always get so excited when I get the notification that a new episode has been uploaded. It's my number one comfort show, Yay. and you're both my number one pick for podcasts. Yay. Thank you. Sending much love from Detroit, Michigan, Kayla. P.S. Amy, how are you liking Tears of the Kingdom? A.K.A. Breath of the Wild 2. <laughs> I've fallen in love with the game and don't see myself finishing it anytime soon. There's so much to do slash build. Awesome. Hey, Kayla, thank you for writing in. First off, can't wait to get to your favorite episode and talk about it. And we love that you love the episode. It's our favorite thing to do, too. Breath of the Wild 2, a.k.a. Tears of the Kingdom, is fantastic. I also don't think I'll be ending it. I love all the side quests and all the things to do. And I, like, run around and do all the things first. I was like, oh, I probably should get to the main plot, huh? Mm -hmm. But then that's boring. And then the game's over. And that makes me sad. So 
I really like it a lot. I love the extension of Breath of the Wild. And it's really interesting how you can tell that the game creators had just so much extra stuff that they could create a whole second game is just fantastic. Also, funny story, Matt and I went in to GameStop when we were pre-ordering the game and the guy like got so upset that <laughs> we called it Breath of the Wild too. He was very passionate <laughs> he about it. He was like, no, it's Tears of the Kingdom, blah, blah, blah. So, but we call it Breath of the Wild too as a joke now, so. You know, he kind of reminded me of the comic book guy from The Simpsons. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. No. <laughs> um, actually... But yeah, I love it. It's so great. And if you haven't played Breath of the Wild or this Tears of the Kingdom, definitely worth it. Worth the money. Hours and hours of gameplay. Yep. Um, and it is fun. It is so fun. I don't actually play them. I just watch Amy playing them. And I'm like, it, it's a comfort thing. Like uh, when you finish playing Breath of the Wild, I was like, oh, it's, it's a bummer that it's over. Yeah. It's like watching a series and seeing it end. Yeah. Um, but I like to like hang around and like help you with like puzzles and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. In the he's game. really he's really good at that. It's great. But uh, that's my contribution. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. All right. Thanks, Kayla. Thank you. The next one is called Snail Watch by M. Hi, I'm Emerson and I'm 12 years old. I just started listening to Yale's podcast and I love the Snail Watch part of the show. Sincerely, M. Oh, thank you so much. And we're glad that you like the Snail Watch part of the show. Yeah. Snail Watch. 2023. Booyah. Oh, we totally didn't say that until now, did we? That's right. Uh, the next one's titled Matt Can Do It Ugh. by Haley L. And they say... Hey he guys. can't do it. He can't. <laughs> I can do it all. He can't do it. I know what this is about, and he can't do it. I'm going to do everything. <laughs> hey, guys. I'm, just, I'm sincerely sorry for emailing again. Oh, never apologize for emailing. We love getting them. We love getting the emails. It's all good. Matt, again, just Matt, you will rise again. <laughs> Team No-No will rise, in no, all caps, so you know I that they're serious. So. I don't think so. Also, Amy, I heard you like dad jokes. Well, I got a dad and jokes, so here's another one. <laughs> Why is dark spelled with a K and not a C? Because we can't see oh in the dark. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I got more jokes. Oh, hey, hey, hey. I have a great dad joke. Can I share it really quick? Oh, absolutely. Where do bad rainbows go? Where? Prism. Ah. It's a light <laughs> sentence and gives them time to reflect. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, world. You're welcome. Thank you for that. Yep. Anytime. <laughs> Happy to help. Oh, oh. They also say. Sorry if this message is all over the place. Love, Haley. P.S. It hurts my innies came from the armor episode. Oh, that's back in like season two. <laughs> wow, that's like the beginning of season two. That's so a gem. I've been like digging through episodes trying to find where it hurts my innies came from. And it was from that one. All right. It hurts my innies. So P.P.S. Make it hurts my innies a thing again. <laughs> P.P.P.S. Matt, all the pressure is on you. All the pressure, Thank Matt. Thank you so much. I can't do this by myself. All the pressure, Matt. <laughs> all the pressure. All the pressure. That's why I know it's not going to happen. Oh. <laughs> Well, thank you for the email. It was amazing. And we loved the joke. I knew Amy was going to be excited to, to, to hear that when, so I, when I read the email. You can't see in the dark. I'm going to send that to Brian. Oh, he'll love it. <laughs> yep. All right. The last, we're going to, I'm going to combine these into two. So Corbin B sent us an episode or an a email and then sent us a second one because he forgot something titled, Crap, I Knew I Forgot Something. Yeah. So first one says, whoa, that's a lot. Hey, Matt and Amy. Hope you guys are doing well. I love the new episode. I remember Red starved well, but Box Prince, not so much. Your guys' description of your cats was hilarious, and I love the different names you have for them. Yeah. The realization that Finn is colorblind is hilarious and made me laugh hearing you guys talk about it. It was so funny. <laughs> that's an emerald, bro. No, that's Ruby. Um, <laughs> I, listened to, <laughs> I listened to an ep the episode a couple weeks after it came out because I didn't 
it didn't pop up on my notifications for some reason. That seems to be happening. I listened to it while I was sick, which really made my day. Matt and Amy, too. If you're looking for a new podcast to listen to, you should check out Distractable if you haven't already. It's very funny. And hosted by Mark Pillar, my favorite YouTuber, and two of his friends. There's a good amount of episodes out, and it would be good time filler. On a different note, my aunt and uncle recently got married, and their names are also Matt and Amy. Oh, my goodness. That's awesome. Kind of crazy coincidence, and I, I just thought I'd share. Also, just letting you know, I am... Uh, Hotep the Ninja on Spotify. So if you get answers, that's me. Oh, cool. All right. I'll keep an eye out for you. I love your guys' proposition to read my AT story in character and I'm going to try and get it done soon. Awesome. Always thanks for (laughs) putting a smile on my face, Corbin. Well, here we are. Two emails yet again. I thought I could do it (laughs) (laughs) to make it fast one without forgetting anything. But nope, better luck next time, I guess. Anyways, I just wanted to say, what? Adventure time is coming back? Oh. Ah! <laughs> Running around and Lemon Grouse screaming, uh, sits back down, bre- <laughs> breathing heavily. <laughs> I don't know how I did not know they were making Fiona cake. And with Simon, too. That's so cool to hear. I'm just so excited for this. And I hope you guys cover it. Anyways, I'm like 99% sure. So until next time, bye. Bye. So... Thank you so much for the emails. Yes. We love them. Absolutely love them. So, by the way, so we got that email before the Fiona and Cake trailer was released, which I don't know how we didn't mention this at the beginning of the episode. The The trailer for Fiona and Cake is out. Yes. It just aired, what, like yesterday? Yes. And no, it, two days ago, I two think. Two days ago. And it looks awesome. It looks really good. It looks fabulous. And I've already talked to Natasha about it, and she's totally on board with covering it with us. Awesome. That'd be great. Yep. Maybe so, we can do that between seasons, like between season five and season six. Maybe. Uh, then again, I don't know because. Well, okay. So this is the out. thing. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. We got to finish season five first, bro. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> like, season five is the priority. Yeah. We got to get through the season. We're yes. almost there. Finally. Yeah. 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 We knew the season was going to be a huge undertaking. Yep. Well, so we're really excited for it. Yeah. And also, uh, so I responded to Corbin's email and yeah. I said like, Corbin said, like, uh, you know, my aunt and uncle got just recently got married and their names are also Matt and Amy. And I was like, well, we are your aunt and uncle. <laughs> we just never told you that we run an Adventure Time podcast. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, so anyway, you're the best. We love hearing from you. You're, yeah. you're so much fun. Yeah. Um. So Fiona Cake, let's talk about that for a second. Uh-huh. So it sounds like it starts her in her kind of like non- Like non-magical. Yeah, kind of land. Also, she turns into like... Based on the thing, she turns into a um, Baywatch lifeguard at yeah. some point, which looks hilarious. I, I'm really excited for this. Yeah. I think it's great. Um, you've heard from my other Fiona and Cake episodes that I want more Fiona and Cake. They heard me. They said, Amy, we're doing it. And so they did. And I'm really excited for it. Yeah, the thing with the Fiona and Cake episodes in the original Adventure Time is that like they they play out like episodes of Adventure Time. Just, yeah. Um, gender bent. And yeah. I was like, so when I heard that there was going to be a Fiona and Cake series, I was like, so is it just going to be Adventure Time again, but with uh, the characters swapped? Yeah. But no, it looks very much like its own show. Yeah. Like it, it looks I'm super very excited. Different. I think it's yeah. going to be great. Yep. Me too. Well, guess what? What? You did it. And I did it. We did it. We made it to the end of our episode. We did it. Phew. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'd love it if people reach out to us. You can call us and leave a voicemail at 216-260-GLOB or 216-260-4562 or leave us a voicemail on the anchor.fm uh, on our page there. Or yes. 
engage in our social medias. Yes, we, we are finally on top of our social media stuff. <laughs> so Twitter and Facebook are at Oh My Glob Podcast. Instagram is at Oh My Glob Pod. Of course, you can email us at ohmyglobpodcast at gmail.com. And please do. We love hearing from you. Yeah, don't forget to send in your music covering songs from Adventure Time. We'd love to hear them. In the meantime, I'm Amy. I'm Matt. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Catch you on the flip side. Bye.